I'm Darian St. Martin, and I'm your host at World Speaks English podcast, where we discuss all things English, and in particular, the most effective IELTS tips provided by me, an experienced IELTS trainer, and the testtaker.com website, where you can find more materials for each of our audio lessons. You're listening to a series of podcasts about IELTS speaking. Today's topic is walk, and we will be reviewing sample answers to typical questions you might get at your test, as well as some key vocabulary you must know for the topic. Let's begin with the first part of the IELTS speaking section. The examiner will now ask you some relatively easy questions. The first one might be, describe the company or organization you work for. You might answer. I work for the Energy Development Corporation. It is a company that focuses on the development of renewable energy. The next question might be, what is your position? I am a part of the geophysical survey team. I work as a geologist. What are your responsibilities? Our team is accountable for identifying new resources, as well as for collecting and analyzing samples within the area of current research. And what do you like about your job, your examiner might ask you. The best thing about my job is that I can travel and discover places which otherwise I would not be able to visit. What do you dislike about your job? Conducting projects in far-flung areas means being away from my family for several days. Hence, I don't get to spend a lot of time with my wife and kids. I miss them so much. The examiner might ask you how many hours do you walk each day. You might say, when I'm out in the field walk, I spend several hours traveling to the area. Then the survey usually lasts for a couple of days and sometimes even weeks. When there is no field walk, I usually walk from 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. at the office. What would be your ideal job? My ideal job is a position that always brings something new to life. Definitely not repetitive, monotonous work. I am good at my responsibilities, but I would also love to have some pleasant moments at my workplace. Now, let's move on to the second part of the IELTS speaking section. You will receive a cue card with some questions about your work or job. You will have around one minute to think and note your answers. Describe the job you would like to have the most. You should say what this job would be, where you would work, which qualifications you would need, and explain why you would like to have this job the most. You will have to speak for around one or two minutes and the examiner might stop you. There is no problem in that. Here is a sample answer you might use. I must admit that I have realized one of my passions a little bit too late in life. Seems like I have always wanted to become a chef in a nice high-end restaurant. Eating food is great, isn't it? But the process of cooking food and the required skills is what I find even more intriguing and fascinating. I could probably enjoy walking and being trained in a fine dining restaurants or some cruise ships that offer a variety of international dishes. I would like to get to know different cultures all over the world through food. 
I think it is one of the aspects that distinguishes countries. To be able to become a chef, I must possess relevant education in culinary arts. I also need to undergo a training in various restaurants to be able to apply the knowledge and information I obtained at school. A chef is a highly creative person, since one of his or her responsibilities is to arrange food with a final touch and think of its overall appealing look on the plate. The kitchen is the only place I have ever felt like I really belong to. I love its heat and the pressure, apparently. Now, let's move on to part 3 of the IELTS speaking test. Here, the examiner will ask you a little bit of the following up questions. You might answer at length. So, let's imagine that the first question is, which jobs are the most respected in your country? You might answer, in my opinion, these are highly skilled professional positions, such as in the fields of law, medicine and engineering. Usually, parents encourage their children to undertake such careers because working in these domains, one always has a nice salary and bright perspectives in life. I specifically respect doctors, since they are not only hard-working professionals, but also people who dedicate their lives to helping others. The next question might be, some people say it's better to work for yourself than to be employed by a company. What's your view? You might answer, on the topic of self-employment, I agree with the Chinese billionaire Jack Ma. For young people, it is wiser to first seek a secure position at a smaller company, because at big ones, recent graduates frequently get lost in the large system and routine of endless repetitive tasks, ending up unnoticed. At a family-owned enterprise, on the contrary, it is easier to seize opportunities and take initiatives. As one grows, it is important to focus on learning and developing hard skills. When there is a subjective border of learning reached, one might reconsider the career's choice in favor of a more responsible place at a bigger corporation or even the difficult path of entrepreneurship. And the last question, what changes in employment have there been in recent years in your country? There has been a rejuvenation of the entrepreneurial spirit in our country. More and more people become involved in starting their own businesses. The startup community is now more alive than ever. Even college students launch their startup businesses while studying. Even though there is a high failure rate of startups, people nevertheless are starting to take the risk and put their ideas into creation. Now, notice how the answers in section 3 really differ from the section 1. Because in the third section, you are expected to speak at length and therefore you might use more high-end words or high-level words. But remember that it is always better to stick to easier sentences and maybe even shorter sentences if you're not sure that your grammar construction and pronunciation and words that you use are 100% correct. Because no one wants to hear long, complex, sophisticated sentences when in the end of the day they are not correct in terms of grammar or in terms of vocabulary that are used.
This was the end of your speaking section 3 on IELTS and now we will move on to some key vocabulary that you must use to understand this topic better or to ameliorate your answer. Remember that when talking about work, you might use a lot of words connected to money, such as credit, which is money available for a client to borrow from a bank, or a loan, which can be a very similar word, an amount of money borrowed from a bank. You can also use wealth, which is a large number of valuable things or money, or savings, which is the money that you have saved. And again, this is quite similar to wealth. You also might use words like profit, which is the financial gain, and finances, the money that an organization or person has. There are more words connected to money. One of them is a discount, which is a reduction of the selling price of something or of the total cost of an invoice, which is a kind of interesting word to use when talking about your job, because in the section three, for instance, you can slightly deviate from your answer and start talking about discounts that you get from your employer. Again, it is perfectly okay in the third section to move on and start talking about another topic, which though should be closely connected to your question. A refund, for example, is a repayment of a sum of money, typically to a dissatisfied customer. And this word is closely connected to a discount because the refund you can get in a shop or in a store, same as with a discount. To go to a shop or a store and actually buy something, you must have a budget, which is the amount of money a person or company has for something or a plan describing expenditure. An offer is an amount of money that someone is ready to pay for something, and usually the shops have outstanding offers for their customers when they basically suggest what kinds of products to buy, maybe for a discount. You might also use words like income, which is the money received for goods or services, or coming from other sources, for instance, as investments. And usually um, the word income is used for companies, not for individuals. However, you might easily say that there are many ways to create a second source of income for an individual. You might also use a word expense, which is the money spent on something. Prosperity is another great word. This is the state of being wealthy and having everything that you need for a good life. For example, a nice sentence can be that this is a fallacy that obtaining a degree will inevitably result in a successful career and guaranteed prosperity. Because obviously, in the modern world, you're not expected to have a degree to earn a lot of money. But however, when you start learning a lot of money, you can actually afford luxury. And there are two very nice words, afford and luxury. Luxury, they are expensive things that you enjoy but do not really need. And uh, not only it is possible to live without luxury, in fact, the majority of people in the world do, which is not surprising, right? But a lot of them cannot afford it. And afford is another verb that you might use to describe that someone has enough money to pay or to buy something. Then, moving on to speaking about banks or your corporate job, you might mention some words such as revenue, the income generated by selling goods and services for a company, or you as individual might get a mortgage, which is a legal agreement in which you borrow money from a bank, usually to buy yourself 
a flat or a house. There can be a downturn, a decline in economics, business or other activity. For example, oil industry downturn is nothing new. It always comes in cycles. But remember, there can be downturns even in your career. And if the things go really, really badly, you might go bankrupt. And when a person or a company go bankrupt, it means they are unable to pay for debts because they have no money. So these were some words that you might use in order to sound more eloquent. Remember, it is always better to use a lot of synonyms and generally paraphrase your answers so that you really sound like a native. And never, never learn by heart your answers, except if you want to learn them by heart in order to practice more. But remember, the chance of getting something that you have learned by heart on your actual exam is very, very close to zero. That's it! To get more materials about this topic, like collocations, word formation and useful resources, go to thetesttaker.com. You're also very welcome to visit my YouTube channel at youtube.com slash where you can get a ton of free books, practice PDFs and tips for IELTS. See you in the next episode of World Speaks English podcast. Bye!